0: water the divine mother whether ocean river or seas she is the giver of life the holder of so many mysteries water is unique it is the only natural substance that is found in all three physical states liquid solid and gas at the temperatures normally found on earth it is colorless tasteless and odorless. Every living thing in and on the earth is made up of or needs water to exist. It is indeed essential and divine. Ancient traditions understood this and revered and honored water, saw it, or shall we say her, as sacred. In the West African Yoruba tradition, she is called Yemoja. In this episode, I am joined by Ia Ama McKen, a dedicated cultural singer, dancer, and priestess of Yemaya, to talk about sacred waters and how it is represented by the feminine divinities.
1: Tani Lalo, Emo, Fori. time Oh,
0: my goodness. Thank you. I am so humbled, so grateful, so thankful, and feeling so blessed that you would honor me with the time to sit with me and share... Some of your knowledge, some of your experiences, and some of your advice for women of all ages and women who are seekers, who are practitioners, and who are even elders. Madupwe, 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 Eshe, Eshe, Eshe. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, I'm with the amazing Ia Ama McKen or Dawn McKen. We have that same name. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Okay. My mother named me Dawn as well. Okay. And Quiera actually means dawn, okay. the sunrise from Malawi. We got the Taurus thing going on, the Dawn thing and the water, Arisha thing. Oh, I see. I see. Your voice is like the voice of angels singing from people's Orisha ceremonies and initiations all the way to the Library of Congress in Washington. I'm honored to have you sit here. Talking about the feminine essence of God in nature through the African spiritual tradition of Yoruba and even other traditions that I'm sure you have knowledge of, that we are seeking to share with women who are more and more and more looking for information. And so we want to bring them amazing women like yourself, who, to me, know everything we need to know. (laughs) So thank you for singing that opening to Alegua and Yemoja. I think it's important that... We share the essence of who you are through what you do, and I'm going to get into that in a minute. You do many things uh, that all circle back to one thing, and I think that's your destiny purpose on this planet and being a very creative being. So I know you mostly through your children, right? right? Running Ife Tayo. (laughs) I know, gosh, Ayoka I'm very close to, who's finishing her Ph.D. now, yes. and Alade, who also worked at Ife Tao, who just finished his Ph.D., and also Shoyinka, Shoyinka who is a real estate mogul around yes. the world, So, and that's only three of how many? Six. Of six children. All of your children, I believe, are initiated as well? No, three out of six. Three out of six. Oh, okay. And then you have...
2: In sequence, it's Ayoka, i l a she's licensed cosmetologist, right? And then there is Alade Shola, who you spoke of, right? Just finishing his PhD. Olashainka, real estate, right? And Columbia graduate. Yes. He had a full scholarship to <laughs> right. Columbia. I just want to say. <laughs> yeah. And then there is Shokani, who was in the music industry as well. Right. He is also a writer. He has a book coming out. Wonderful. Congratulations. Yeah. And then there's Kwame. Kwame's the youngest, and he's in the field of mental health.
0: Oh, wonderful.
2: Right. And then there's 11 grandchildren. And any of the grandchildren initiated? Ayoka's two children. Okay. Yes. Sheye, an Aganju priest,
0: and Anike, an Oshun priest. Now, you don't usually hear little children as priests, outside of Africa very often. Right. How did that happen? One begins to learn the language
2: of communicating. Right, right. So communicating through the knowledge of the religion is important because in Africa, as you know, they uh, initiate children at the beginning of their speech. That's right. And they learn Odoo, and they learn the oracle, and they learn how to read, and they learn the herbs. Because it's so massive. Start them early. Uh-huh. We will all die and not know the complete science of this tradition. Complete science. I love the way you say that. Yeah. So why not start them early?
0: I agree with you. So, Mama Ia, you are a long standing 40 year priestess of Yemoja. Yes. Ashe. In the West African Yoruba tradition, we know it as Yoruba Ifa. Some in Trinidad Shango Baptist in Brazil Candomblé, Puerto Rico, and other Latin American countries Lukumi, Santería.
2: Which one do you
0: align with? So
2: there are so many different titles, and right to me, all of it encompasses one thing: Ashe could we all be on one page? Uh Because basically we are all praying to the elements. Uh The sky is going to be the sky. I don't care what avenue you come from. Even if you are Hindu or Jewish or Muslim, or it doesn't really matter because the sky is going to be one sky. The ocean is going to be the ocean. The river is going to be the river. We are all going to breathe the same air. That's right. So the separation, we do it this way. We do it that way. But at the end of the day, people are going to be born and people are going to die. And that's inevitable. Right. That's exactly
0: what I believe. <laughs> and I'm so happy to hear an elder woman say that because we do get really tied up in our boxes and it keeps us from being connected. Taking that a little further, what has been done or what do you think needs to be done to bring us more together? Within this tradition, globally,
2: the education, of course, mm. you know, the education, the information that needs to be had. Right. It's important to have people such as you, such as mm-hmm. I won't name myself, but figures, you. the John Masons and the Willie Ramoses and the people right. of the diaspora that are the historians, mm-hmm. Neil Clarks of the world. Right. And those that are the keeper of this tradition. Mm-hmm. It's a science from every molecule Mm. that there is in the entire universe. That's right. The planet. We are the blueprint of what the planet is about. That's a lot. And so to learn that science and to have people break down that science Mm. is very important.
0: Hmm. Hmm. What are Arisha and who are
2: Arisha? Arisha are the element, Yamanja is the ocean. She's also the womb. Mm-hmm. The ocean is where all life began. Yamanja is represented by the ocean because of the life-giving properties mm-hmm. of the ocean,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the womb, the earth. And that's also representative of all of the female right, right. orishas. Yemanja, Oshun, Oya, Oba. In Nigeria, most of them are represented
0: by a river. Mm-hmm. Right, Yemoja as well because of being inland. Do you have any ideas about why Yemoja in Oshogbo is not spoken about as much or how she comes to life there? I'm
2: a student, as we all are, mm-hmm. and the life-giving properties of water is a bit infinite. I read that Yamanjaya became more expansive when it came to the ocean and not the river because the transatlantic experience. But then you go back to the beginning and that that is salt water. That's the beginning of life in the universe. Once one has birthed a human being, they cannot be of salt. So when you're in the womb, it's a salt situation. But you cannot come out of the womb and remain in that. So there's the fresh water. Right. We can't drink salt water. It's both of the waters. The salt water is definitely for reasons of growth and birth. Right. And the fresh water is sustenance Mm. after birth.
0: I love it. (laughs) I know, I get very excited because oftentimes in mainstream, we don't hear our tradition being spoken about with such sacredness as well as scientific understanding all in one. When we learn, we learn social, spiritual, science all together. And so I'm really appreciative of how you're sharing. So when you first got into African tradition... 40 years ago was probably when you started, and it was around the Pan-African movement, right? And I know that African dance and drum was a big part of helping us connect to our tradition, right? The music, we were, I believe, the first African-American
2: group to institute the learning of the tradition in terms of the art and its expansion Mm -hmm. through song and dance. Chief Bay had a dance class uh, on Saturdays at this place. Around the corner from where I'm living now. Really? where it all started.
0: In Brooklyn? Queens. It started in Queens? Yes, for okay. Me. Okay. So you were doing African dance and drum, but how did you segue into the whole African spirituality? I was invited to a Bembe. And, and what's a Bembe? A Bembe <laughs> is a
2: gathering to celebrate the Orisha, either okay. through... One's initiation, or mm-hmm. one's anniversary, or one just paying homage to a deity, Orisha. So I was invited to come to a Bembe on a Sunday, and here I am
0: 45 years later. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll say to that, what happened at the Bembe that moved you?
2: Music. Ah. Music, of course, dance, and that's how I entered. But the chanting grabbed hold of me. And since then, I have been a student, as I say, working, okay. uh, learning. I have had so many mentors that mm. came before me. Mm-hmm. I guess they saw my potential, and right. I, their hands are always uh, open and to, huh. for me to
0: come and I I received. Well, I believe you're continuing that because you have six children, you have 11 grandchildren, you have a number, I'm not going to say scores, you have a number of godchildren. That's official godchildren. And then you have people I know personally that just want you in their life, (laughs) you know, because you have so much to offer and you're so... Nurturing and loving and um, inspirational. So, those are my peers that I know they're not your godchildren officially, they just love you. And so, with all of that, how do you balance doing all these ceremonies, singing for yourself, recording, having godchildren and supporting them and in doing initiation, your own children, your own grandchildren, as well as being a designer? First, I must say that I am
2: very thankful that I was given the gifts. And I'm glad that I followed my passion Mm
1: -hmm.
2: all my life. I have just basically done what it is that I believe I was destined to do. Before you come to the earth, Mm -hmm. you make a pact. You're given the choices. And I believe these are the choices that I made coming to the earth. Because I'm singing in another language. I was born in Brooklyn and then moved to Queens. Uh My native tongue is English. Right. I'm a descendant of Jamaican parents. Right. And they did not study this tradition. I believe that somehow or another, this tradition found me. Uh I mean, I was living around the corner from the very first African dance class that I took. So the universe lines everything up for you. Right. It's not a thing where you got to go, really go out of your way to find uh-huh. where it is you need to be. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Listen to the call. If that is your call, mm-hmm. follow it. That is what I have done. I mean, I went to Africa at the age of 16, and people are like, how? Wow. How did your mother and father let you do that? Right. That's Um, what I want to know. Well, you're a Torian, so you know what that is.
0: (laughs) It's like when I went to Africa, they didn't stop
2: me. Yeah, you know, determination and the other thing too is this, all right, one can be determined and they can be determined in not such a good way. Yeah. But I think that My parents had the confidence in me, knowing the direction that I was going to go, that I'm not going to be this bull in a china shop. I was going to have the direction to move forward and to do what it is. I felt my heart. I decided I needed to go to Africa, and I worked the year before that. My father got me this job, and I I worked, and I saved my money, and it was time to go, and I went. and um, Africa. Yeah. At 16. Yeah. Where did you go? Ghana was the first place that I with went. With
0: whom? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> my mother was saying, what, who are you go? with? <laughs> I don't know
0: them, right? <laughs> I
2: did go with people that were my senior in
0: years. And so okay. she had confidence in them. Wow. And how long did you stay? Three weeks. Okay. At 16. And that was your choice.
2: You know, That some- was my choice. When you get mm-hmm. the calling... Spirit moved me, universe moved me to this direction. Uh As in my grandchildren that are initiates of this tradition. Uh You know, I believe Spirit said, let's get her started now. Because I had a lot to learn. And whoever it is that I can touch, Uh I can give. Uh Because it's one thing to have a passion and love a passion and do this and that. But it's the other thing is to share it, is to share what your passion is, to help soothe, Hmm. educate, and do all that music does, music transcends.
0: So traveling to Africa, right? At a very young age of 16, your parents had a lot of trust in you, that you would make good decisions. Did you have to overcome any fears or biases from the way we were raised in certain religions, whether it be Christianity or Catholicism? For me, Catholicism, I'm telling you, that's where I came from. Did you have to navigate any feelings of fear around African tradition or spirituality that you witnessed?
2: No. Being of Jamaican parentage, my father was the one who was like, oh, you're you're practicing obia. They were taught that obia was maybe a negative force. Right. Other than hearing that, maybe once or twice. But it was not a thing where, oh, and you cannot do that because this and that is going to happen to you. No, it wasn't any of that. I went to Benjamin Cardozo. At the time, predominantly all white, Jewish and so blacks were bust in to
0: integrate.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: The school was only three years old. Cardoza is a very good school. Yeah. Okay, I know, because I grew up in Queens.
2: Okay. <laughs> right. So you know, we were busting and I had a lot of different friends at school. Started with the jeans and t-shirt. I went to Catholic school. Okay. So after coming out of a uniform, it was like, oh, God, I could wear jeans and a T-shirt. Right. But as I got involved in the African tradition, I was dressing traditional every single day. And I was still hanging out with my friends that wore jeans really? and T-shirts. And I had on double loppers and head ties and all what of that. age? 16. You stepped into your destiny. But I was still me. What do you mean well, I'm friendly, you uh. know I have a, I had all kinds of friends uh-huh. of, you know white, black, hispanic right. I'm just me It's the spirit and, and how you touch people and how people are receptive to you. when I go out shopping with my sister, for example, by the time we leave the store, she was like, "Ma, I can't believe it. she's talking to everybody in the store like <laughs> she knew them forever <laughs> And I didn't, but I guess, you know, that's
0: just how I interact with people. You are one of those really special beings in my eyes that you can be really clear about your own identity and still have your heart and arms open to the world and express love, which is sometimes hard, I think, for people to do. They get so locked in their box. They can't see anything else. I want to ask if when someone is initiated with a particular head or an Arisha, female or male, feminine or masculine, does it or do you believe that Arisha's personality or characteristics affect that individual in their day-to-day life?
2: Oh, Definitely. That was clear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely. You know, because each Arisha is characterized by a certain type of energy. Right, right. And so the energy that governs you, you know, is the energy that you walk with in life.
0: Hmm. So you being initiated as Yemoja, and Yemoja probably walking with you your whole life, even until you were initiated with the Ashe, is very nurturing, and all-encompassing and loving. You're really true to that essence.
2: Yes, it's an energy that moves you. It's not something that as a child I said, well, I'm gonna have six children and I'm gonna have godchildren." Back to making that promise in heaven before coming to earth.
1: I love the lady call you your mommy, mon you bache. O molo de kiti osa lo ve wayo. I am a mani lo to go to my mani yo. Ye, ye, bujele elective, gebalo ye. Anima lo you anima katara. Anima lo you anima yalo de dee daddy day oh yeah come on
0: the day when our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren can just tell about the story of creation from our African spiritual, cosmological worldview, whether it's a khan or yoruba, where they have cartoons and songs and comic books and it just rolls off their tongue. I really wish and hope and pray for that day to come where it's just so common. And they can tell about, you know, how obatala form the humans. Those type of things that we can say over and over again. Do you sing children's songs about Yoruba tradition in English? Have you started to create any of your own Songs through creative writing.
2: Yes, basically it's all poetic. The ah. Yorker tradition is very poetic. Poetry mm-hmm. through song and the translations through John Mason, again, I will quote, historian, has taken the time to translate all of the music that we're singing now. He has done two volumes of Orina Risha. So it's all a work in progress. Uh-huh. And why not sing it in the language and also sing it in English, translate it, mm-hmm. so that there's an understanding
0: of both languages. Is that maybe on the horizon for you? Yes. Okay, Definitely. okay.
2: Apotheke as well. When one gets a reading, you're also totally Apotheke. So basically, it's a story about what the results were from the advice that was given and how the advice was taken, whether or not the person decided to go left and the advice said go right, Right. and the consequences of not heeding the word. And we can even make modern day Apatakis examples of how
0: one lives their life. It's almost like an extended proverb. Absolutely. And poetry in motion. Absolutely. In our tradition, and I will say in Yoruba tradition, the women hold great power. A lot of people believe that the stories place women in a position where they are, let's just say, sub. In our conversation, you haven't really had that experience. A lot of your mentors that you mentioned were men, and you had a very empowering experience. Could you talk about that? I'm so grateful, first of all,
2: to have had their teaching. It's important to really, truly get the understanding about how it all works mm. before you can be vocal about how it works. Shay. All of these mentors that I have learned and studied Mm -hmm. from are very clear that it is the woman (laughs) that rules the whole situation. Yes. Because the women have the power to birth and women have the power to carry that child for nine months. And that's godly. That's right. A real man in the tradition will know this. We'll know the aspects of the earth are female. We'll know the aspects of the waters are female. Which sustain us. Sustain us, plant life, animal life. It all starts from the feminine principle. And so, you know, they're they're really good historians, great historians. And create a comfortable space for women that really need to seek... The knowledge and understand why
0: things are the way they are. The power of the female, feminine arisha, let's go through different arisha. So there's Yamoja, which you spoke about, the great mother of the waters, nurturing, responsible for childbirth. A little bit more for me. Rearing, education. Uh-huh.
2: Ja is a stern mother, but at the same time, she could be nurturing. She can be destructive, mm-hmm. as the ocean can be destructive. Right. You know, tsunamis and tidal waves, right. and she's a giver of life. She also can destroy it. It's, I guess, the balance of between life and death. So then there's Oshun. Oshun brings everyone together. Hmm. When you go to the river, everyone's at the river because that's a source of water. Mm-hmm. So you'll find all of the animals at the river. Right. People at the river because water sustains us and we cannot live without it. Oshun is the law. Oshun is economics. Cowries, that was a form of currency. Right. And so Oshun, that is one of Oshun's tools.
0: We have women that see a picture of Oshun with everything out and sometimes just totally over-sexualized and right. don't understand the other aspects. Right. The over-sexualization of Oshun is just a very basic understanding right. and not layered and sometimes just promoted.
2: Yeah, because people, unfortunately, are going to stick to sometimes perversion instead of all right. right. Oh, it's more to it than that. It's about coming together and being sexual. And what happens right. when you have sex, you have children. That's right. You know, so it's about being fertile. <laughs> yes. And that is a part of life. Yeah. But sometimes it's just overemphasized. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, besides the fact that calories were used as currency, mm-hmm. they were also used as divination. Oshun was very instrumental in studying the craft of divination as mm-hmm. well.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oshun is a force that coincides with all of mankind. Oba? Oba, they say, was the first wife. She is the one that constituted marriage. Uh Uh-huh. Oba is very passionate. In the stories, Oya told her, if you want to keep Shango, this is what you do. She cuts off her ear. Put it in your soup. He'll eat it, and you'll have him forever. So she did that.
0: Don't try to sit home, anybody.
2: (laughs) But, but, you know, and I think whether or not that happened, those stories are given to show you the amount of passion and the drive Mm -hmm. that she would mutilate her body for the sake of love. That's right. She was the first wife and Shango's wife, for sure. She was an educator, they say the first librarian. Mm-hmm. She kept record of all of the information and she was a warrior okay. at the same time. And that takes us to Oya. Oya is the wind. Oya is the wind. She tears, she cuts, and when the Nye Manja and Oya come together, and there's a hurricane. But what happens in a hurricane when something is destroyed and something is cleared, then it becomes new.
0: Yeah, I was in Nigeria and you know, you hear about Oya oh yeah, and the wind, but living in North America, we don't really experience the wind like that. Well, my dear, I'm standing in a house on the second floor just admiring the horizon and way off in the distance. I'm like, what's that little dusty looking thing? It was not six minutes till there was this windstorm and just the shutters on all the houses and everyone was running. And I said, oh, I get it now. It's a different conceptual understanding of Oya. It's like, we don't get that here, but our ancestors understood and experienced the full power of Oya. What are her colors?
2: Her colors are actually like a deep red a maroon. Mm. And then also, she has the nine colors. because She's pulling up everything. Yeah, nine colors. Huh. And then there are other Orishas, of course, that share nine colors. Yeah, Manjao also shares the nine colors. she uh-huh. shares the nine colors. Okay. And even Oba shares okay. the nine colors.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Any other female Orishas? There's Ayewa. Ayewa. Yes, and very much
2: older Orisha, um, Primordial. There is mm. still a lot that is unknown about. Niwa and the elder primordial deities, Nanaburuku and Nana, we can go on and on and on. And there's, there's so many other female principles.
0: Uh, Nanu deals with women's suffering. Suffering's been coming up a lot with the sisters I've been talking about in mm-hmm. different traditions. Mm-hmm. Women's suffering. Women so. Suffer. Can you give me an example?
2: Maybe the suffering of how one would raise a family and mm. maybe through the course of raising a family, maybe losing a child. That's the suffering.
0: Right. And right.
2: how one
0: would cope with the loss of a child. Mm. Very unnatural, right, for a parent to have oh, to yes. bury their child. In our African tradition, sitting with an elder woman, I just can't say, okay, now tell me this and tell me that. I have to preface it. That's not oppression. That's respect. And as our younger sisters are seeking to enter the tradition, do you have any advice for young women as they seek? What do they need to do within themselves to try their best to align with the best possible teachers? Well, depending
2: on the arena that they're in there's so many practitioners right I mean in 2007 there were over 500,000 practitioners in the tri-state area alone
0: there were over 500,000 practitioners of Yoruba Yoruba Lukumi Yoruba Lukumi But there are choices, is what you're
2: saying. (laughs) Yeah, well, basically, you know, it depends on which avenue they go down and who it is that they are comfortable dealing with. Maybe they need to research Mm. or even feel a person out to know whether or not this is someone that they can trust or someone that they feel uh, confident about leading them through this process.
0: Right, right, right.
2: And the other thing is to be humble. You have folks that are coming in, particularly the generation behind me, even my children. A lot of the generations behind, they are the elders. They're the elders coming back, especially those that are really intent and serious about doing this. You cannot walk in the door demanding X, Y, and Z um, mm. if you're not on that level to receive it because it's going to go over your head. It's going to overwhelm you. And Basically. then when you get that information, now what? What, you
0: gonna what are you going to do with it? What are you
2: going to do with that?
0: In um, Brazil, I took a group there, and we were at the Tejero, which is a spiritual community compound, and right. someone was asking something. It's like, come on, Ia, we got to move forward. Let's do this. And she turned around, and she basically said, you will know at the right time. Mm -hmm. And that's something with our eagerness. I hear you and I'm so happy you said that because we do need to continue to find that courage and find our voice, Mm -hmm. carve out spaces for ourselves, but also remember the humility and that that's earned.
2: Absolutely. Again, I say (laughs) elders coming to actually keep you on your toes. I love it. Keep you on your toes. Put you in check. I've Mm -hmm. got children. I don't know everything. That's right. And I tell them that. I have lawyers, I have educated people, I have teachers. There are no slouches. That's right. And so they're coming in the door to say, okay, what are we doing?
0: Hmm. What
2: are we doing? When they get to a certain point, like as in initiation, right. fine, you're initiated, you came out of your your year, okay, you want to take William Ramos's class? By all means. That's right. When you come back, bring me some information. That's right. You want to go here, you want to go there, you want to travel, but just do it in a way that you're respectful. Again, I raised six children. I'm not going to have the PhDs that two of my children have.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm
2: not going to have you know, the knowledge of what my six children have. But when any mother births a child and sends them out, to all of the teachers that they are going to meet through the course of their life. Right, right. From preschool all the way up to a PhD. It's basically, you know, humility Mm -hmm. and respect. And I say to the young people, yes, ask those questions. Don't take it for granted. Simple things. That's right. You know, and um, in my case too, if I don't have any answers, Mm -hmm. I'm also not going to try to make it up. I'm going to say... You go ahead and find That's the right. answer. That's right. I have my set of things that I'm working on. You know what I mean? And, and if I can teach you what it is that I know, you teach me what you know. And it's not this do as I say uh-huh, because uh-huh. I'm the godparent. Imagine me saying that to my six kids. Do as I say because I'm your mother. No.
0: This is not what I'm hearing around the world. You are such an uh, example of what people and our younger seekers can expect as a standard. And I'm just so appreciative that you're able to articulate it so eloquently and say, I can't just shut you down. You have to be respectful. And so it's that duality, that balance that you talked about, right? You can ask me stuff, but I've also got to do my work as an elder to make sure that I am informing you with the right information and respecting your ori, your divine head that God placed in there, right? And so I think that comes from your whole perspective about this whole tradition and how you came to the earth just to share.
2: Everyone has something to offer. Ashe. And we all have come to this earth. Every mission is different. That's right. Every mission is different. And then we have to learn from one another. That's what makes, you know, the world and the earth so whole. We learn. We learn other traditions. We learn about each other. And through learning about each other, we learn about ourselves. That's right.
0: We're in the age of the internet and everything is accessible to us. Did you ever think there would be a time along the journey that the biggest singer like Beyonce, a pop star, would be doing a tribute on stage, on TV to Oshun? Or now we have all these different groups, not just study groups, but groups exploring online for Orisha and all these other feminine deities or goddesses and orishas. Also, women taking pictures that don't know as much, but they're just inspired and feel that feeling to start mimicking the female orisha. What do you think about that? I think that
2: it's an energy. It's an energy that is happening right now in the universe. I'm so excited Mm -hmm. about it. Because it's been hidden for so long and rejected. There may have been a lot of negativity that surround the tradition and the culture. People not really getting the understanding, the deeper understanding. So I think things are getting really deep right now. Really, really deep now in a very good way.
1: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that the
2: understanding is coming out. Music and art is always the medium to which all of this is being exposed, right. and exposure in such a very, very good way. And as you know, we've come a long way with music. We would have to wait till Sunday to listen to a little bit of reggae music for That's an right. hour, for an hour, <laughs> That's um, right. years ago. My children don't know that. I mean, you can turn on the radio now, and African music is mainstream. All of the Afrobeat artists that are really, really at the top of their game right now are putting out all of this art, and it is being consumed. Bernard Boy was in an interview one time, and he said, people really do not know what the heck I am saying. You're singing Yorva, uh-huh. and they don't know what he's saying, but it's the beat, and it's the feeling mm-hmm. people gravitate towards. We talk in full circle in terms of evolution.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: These younger people that are born now and that are coming to this earth are elder spirits. They have questions about this tradition and why is it this way? They want to know more about it. Then that's where, all right, Oshun, who's that? Right, right. You know, right. and even in the Hindu tradition, they can correlate themselves and see themselves uh, within those images. Wow. You know, well, you know what? This feels good. It looks good. Right, right, right. Maybe there is something to, to it. it. And then that's where the connection comes feeling mm-hmm. good, looking good, synchronicity. When one can align themselves to a particular narrative, then of course it becomes something that's wow, you know, this is really worth looking into.
0: A lot of young people are telling me that there's a void with the religions they've been a part of, and they're looking for a tradition that gives them more answers. And it hasn't been restrictive. Once you really delve into African spirituality, it answers so many questions where other religions have stopped. And it's fulfilling them. And so as they continue to investigate, they're finding more and more and more answers. And then it gets beyond just the spiritual and the social and the elemental. It starts to get, like, scientific. It becomes so scientific
2: in that every single plant that is grown on the earth that's years and years and years of study let's bring that back to the medicines to cure cold. whatever is in the medicines mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. a plant base that's right it has to have been derived from something Stop talking about animals To every single animal on the planet, there's a story behind why the monkey's back is curved, why this particular animal has stripes, why this particular animal has circles, why this particular animal can see. Each and every animal, there are animals that we do not even know about yet that are in the ocean. You know, one of the Proverbs No one knows what's at the bottom of the sea. That's right. No no one really knows how the mind works. Right. So within this tradition, there are OJUs that speak of the unknown. Mm -hmm. There are OJUs that speak of phenomena. We don't know what's above the universe. That's right. In space, it's never ending. So it's it's this infinite amount of knowledge Mm -hmm. that one can... Try to achieve; they will never, because if research is happening constantly and there are animals that are popping up every day, every day. What do you know
0: about that? That's right. But our ancestors somehow talked about absolutely. them. In, in absolutely, absolutely. The yeah, and, and stories. So in this tradition, it's, it encompasses everything. Well, Ia, I was getting ready to close until. Orisha spoke through you again and reminded me (laughs) that I had a question for you about the androgynous Orishas. So we talked about the feminine and the masculine ones, but there are, well, maybe one or two we can talk about. The Orishas that are seen as male and female within oneself. And let me say that I do understand there are... Um, different thoughts or ways to articulate, say, for instance, Olokun. Some countries and people say Olokun is female, some say male, some say androgynous. What do you say? (laughs) Um, I would say that it's a study that I
2: would continue to investigate, right? Um, Rather than say, you know,
0: yin or yang, right? Or both? Or both, right? So, do the songs when you sing for Mm Olokun, do they have gender? I believe they just interchange. Okay, yeah, that
2: makes I sense. That's a little safe to say.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because people have a lot of questions about right. that because they are learning so many different things. If you have a priestess who's 40 years initiated and still saying she's learning, I think that gives us permission to say, we just continue to embrace and don't get locked into any one thing. Indeed. But continue learning. Indeed. And as in
2: Obatala as well, there are so many different right. roads of Obatala where there
0: are male and female right. roads of Obatala. Right, right. Eshi, oh, which is welcome. a very respectful thank you is in she? the Yoruba tradition. Um, yeah, I'd like to... Close by asking you to finish three sentences for me. Mm-hmm. The first one is I am yeah. the spirit of Yemonja. Yeah, That's right. I okay. <laughs> love it. To be a woman is to love, hmm. nurture, teach. Ashe. My dream or wish for the world is to be educated.
1: Mm.
2: To know who you are, why you are here, and what it is that you have to do in this lifetime. What your incarnation objective is, your purpose, and through that is an understanding. Give thanks, Ia,
0: so much. I'm closing because you are, you got my tongue burning to ask you more questions about what you just said. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Ashe Thank you. thank so you so much. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ia Ama McKen. Remember, we are water. Honor and respect her. The salt water is Yemoja, and the fresh water is Oshun, who is the divinity for cultivating love, beauty, abundance, and joy in each of our lives.